On the Ruck, here we are on a Sunday evening for the first time, possibly ever, recording FES. The victory of rolling after three in a row. Hello to all of our listeners. This is Jason. I'm your co-host on the Ruck's sake. Uh, we're on location today. Usually we are, we are in the Brunswick Sharehouse Studios. However, today we are uh, being hosted by the men of the people in Watsonia, the Green Wedge. So, buds, uh, we usually have a name called the uh, the Brunswick Sharehouse Studios. What do you uh, What do you call this? This is the Bruz Mansion. The Bruz Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for having us. We just had a a night of uh, watching the game, uh, and then having a nice barbecue dinner. The chief analyst of FES is off this week, uh, enjoying some family time away in Anglesey. Uh, we have called for reinforcements though, and you'll recognise uh, these guys if you listen routinely to the Destruction in the Box podcast. Rudy Edsel and Chris Alloy, welcome to FES Boys. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here in, the, in the, my spiritual home, the Green Wedge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you for having us, guys. It's no a, problems at it's all. A pleasure. It's uh, it's Alloy's uh, FES. Uh, it's his cherry popping. Yeah, and you, you say you've got good chemistry. Know, yeah, and you had the good grace to feed me first. I appreciated. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciated that lovely meal. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris and I have been known to have a bit of chemistry on air before. If you've listened to uh, uh, my featurings on our destruction in the box and uh, vodka borscht and Bert, it's uh, it can get fun. I, I listen back to those parts a lot more than I'd let on to people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you always yeah, when you go on destruction in the box and you come back, you say that uh, they're much funnier than. Than us, mm-hmm. so I'm expecting a uh, a decent pod today. Should be good. We are, yeah. As, uh, if he gets off track, so I just need to make sure he's had more drinks than I have. <laughs> We're feeling a bit loose. This is, yeah, as I said, the, the first time that we've recorded on a Sunday night, so it's a bit of a different feeling. Really. Uh, soon after the game so we're still digesting everything including dinner um, mm-hmm. there'll be yeah a lot to talk about what's on the agenda today we'll be discussing the uh, 2-1 win against Sydney FC that uh, just happened uh, we'll also be discussing the Vuck women the ACL draw that was during the week uh, victory participating in the Asian Champions League again and then also maybe a bit of Socceroos chat Tim Cahill chat and then previewing the next match against Western Sydney Wanderers at Marvel Stadium next Saturday night. Now, we are in Casa de Buds. Um, you've just put on a nice spread. Uh, usually How was dinner? Beautiful. Outstanding, yeah. Oh, very so good. made Shiraka an absolute highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, sensational. Mm, good. So the boys are I happy. Know. And, you know, usually uh, we do a music theme each week. And uh, during the week, it's a real family affair here today as well. So not only is it us boys, I'm getting stitched up around here. Yeah, getting stitched up. Not only is it us boys around the uh, the table here recording a podcast, we've also got your lovely wife, Maria, uh, my girlfriend, soon to be fiance, soon to be wife, soon to be mother in law in the building as well. So they're all here. It's a real family affair. Our, our unborn children are also here. Uh, <laughs> They're sitting in, in some rooms as well. And I, I spoke to your wife in anticipation for us recording a podcast. And it's well known that you're a, uh, an MC back way back in the day, MC mm-hmm. Budza. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Correct. Or oh. is, that, is that Red Nut? Red Nut Case. Red yeah, Nut look, Case. Look, she's dropped a couple of nuggets this week yeah, in conversation and, and, I, and I picked them up. Yeah, yeah, you picked them up. Yeah, I picked them up. She thought you were none the wiser. Yeah, she would. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I picked them up. 
Okay. I, I, I uh, suspected something like this might happen. Yeah, so I asked her for a few tracks from you uh, back in the day. You were a prolific <laughs> rapper on the scene. Very prolific. And uh, we've got a music theme of, uh, of Bud's tracks. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to this music theme. Maybe you can, after each song as well, maybe guide us through the uh, each track and maybe absolutely no problem. I can behind, do that. Yeah. the music, perhaps In- influences. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. How you beat writers' block? Those, yes. you know. no, Stories no, from the, the studio. These are my glory days. It's very, very topical. Seeing we've just had an election, and you know, someone's uh, an, an electorate from Footscray's uh, MC past came back to haunt him. Who uh, I was, I'm actually friends with, and know. So uh, yeah, why not? Let's do that this week. True. All right. Well, let's get into it. You're listening to for Buck's sake. This hand creates a multitude of lyrical landscapes My life's fate rested in the visions of tormented mind states I'm retracing mistakes that spit my path into light lockers place. I feel my destiny turn about face No sour grapes as I validate with balanced hate Addictions dictate like magistrates Seven days sign in my soul So who adjudicates the moonlit place? Rules to face with the broken record Divine intervention as I'm striking the right chords My life source boosted like nitrous oxide Increased levitation as I spit this bona fide Although I've tried many a remedy to curb this I'm at a loss for words on why I risk this chance To further my self-growth, fulfilling my life's plan So will my twisted mind play into evil's hands? Will I make or break? Will I sink or swim? Will I die alone or produce next of kin? Will I leave my mark or leave without a trace? Or will I fuck it all up to be the red nutcase? Will I make or break? Will I... First, uh, first sponsor for the evening's Ambrosia Floral Designs as seen on the block and married at first sight. Located in Tullamarine, Ambrosia specialises in weddings, functions and corporate events. Ambrosia also offer floral workshops which make great gift ideas. Has that 28 days record scratch just in the background? Than, uh, book, book 28 consul- days wish they had those chops. Book a consultation for your next event by calling Leanne on 9338-3609 or you can contact her online at Ambrosia, ambrosiafloraldesigns.com. Mention FES to receive a discount off your next booking. So that's uh, Lost Souls by Red Nutcase. Do you have uh, any albums we could purchase if uh, if the fans want to get on board and and purchase? That was written in 2003. Okay. Recorded in 2004. I've got a copy there. You can get it on Discogs for (laughs) $49.95. I think there's two copies left. We only pressed, we pressed like 500. So that's rare. Yeah, I sold them in, uh, we sold them probably in about three months. And then we had like overflow, and there was probably about fifty odd. And then I sold. I reckon I sold fifty out of the hand at a DJ Dexter uh, event. Uh, DJ Dexter played at the Twenty First Century yeah. Nightclub in Frankston with the revolving dance floor, and it was Jesus about Christ. the month that Hilltop Hoods had released the Nosebleed section, mm-hmm. and this was about the time that Australian hip hop really started flying up the bell curve. Yeah. And yeah, I reckon I made about six hundred bucks in the hand that night. Uh, they're very yeah. rare. Yeah, some it's of still the still bo- available. Uh, no, it's not still That's available. There's just people selling them online. It's been two. You've been trying to sell for a decade. Still. <laughs> yeah. just, is, is there scope for a crossover with beers, beats, and the biz? 
Not from me. I don't. I don't reckon I'm relevant enough anymore. I, I still, I, honestly, oh, it was it was good, man. I was into that. The, yeah. the, the Black Sabbath. Um, the Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. On the, on the beat. Yeah. And the Beautiful. um the twenty eight days cut was by DJ Perplex. I think he's about a four time Australian DMC champion now. Nice one. Well, we've got two more tracks to feature throughout the rest of this podcast. Inter- interesting that one. Was Joey selected. C, eat your heart out, eh, buds? Inter- <laughs> interesting that one got selected. Um, I'm interested to see the next two. I think that was the one out of the three that I got was the one that you featured on the most. Oh yeah, that was like my only solo from that yeah, album. Yeah, mm. uh, Victory played a game just done, uh, <laughs> and they won two one against Sydney FC. Uh, this is the first time we've won in regular time at Sydney, you know, in a regular season game for three years. So good to get that monkey off our back. It was a pretty good performance from the Vuck Boys, and really, you know, coming to our own with this new game style, this new formation, and and starting to really carve out a bit of an identity with that. And the performance was impressive, and it's just building towards, um, I guess, continuing to build towards where we want to be as a football team. And I thought it was great in lieu of our chief analyst, who wants to kick things off with having a crack at uh, at the match. Oh, everyone's pointing to me, which is quite unfair given it's uh, my first night and I'm still digesting Bud's uh, lovely dinner. Fantastic performance by Victory. Um, I guess both the fact that they were able to um, to really remain super organised and, and not allow Sydney really much at all um, during the game. We'll discuss their goal later, but, but also um, in terms of you just referred to carving out that identity, I thought the rotation and interplay in that final third was constantly asking questions of Sydney. Um, Kevin Musket will be thrilled with that performance. He will be having a couple of mid-strength beers right now. Oh, I, I think he'd go full strength, yeah. to be honest, to no, it was, celebrate that. It was comprehensive. Um, he, that, yeah. The one goal, the 2-1, um, I guess being the, the penalty, which we'll discuss, it should have been a clean sheet, really. Yeah, it should have been a clean sheet. Uh, the way they marked Adam LaFondre out of the game and the way they sort of kept the lid on Sydney's bevy of attacking threats. They were it was pretty much a perfect, uh, the perfect sort of uh, setup for victory up there. And I think you're yeah, right, Kev, Kev Muscat will be he'll be even more smug than usual <laughs> after that. Really good game of A League footy. Mm. Uh, really, really good. Um, pretty even across the board, statistic wise. Uh, I thought that we kept their attacking threat like Lafondre, apart from a couple of flashes, and Ninkovic, apart from a couple, were were really contained a lot O'Neill and Brillante didn't probably Zulo was their biggest threat I yeah thought his, I, I, his, I thought, uh, sort of balls from like the early balls yeah. he was playing it was pretty much Zulo and Retray the, the, oh. the annoying Sydney players which you saw the most and uh, um, Ryan Grant didn't get in the game you didn't Corica wasn't able to expose us for width at all um, Musket really went there and all the boys bought into the game plan today and we um we've done it we've done it it's uh we we occasionally have a really good performance up in Sydney where we play really well but don't get the chocolates and mm-hmm. you didn't really feel like that today. Even when we went uh, uh, level in at half time, you, you could feel that we were going to get the best out of us today. Yeah, you, you can't... I think during the, the last maybe year or two that we were always maybe just one step behind them, not not quite as strong as what they were. And, you know, we'd go get ourselves into good positions but ultimately not really capitalise on that. There was no sense of that today. I think that we were the strongest team by far and, and probably um, gives us really good confidence for the rest of the season that we are going to be the uh, probably the, one of the top two sides throughout the, the year. And I think uh, Kevin Musket had a great day in terms of tactical awareness now and change it up and something we've been you know calling for for such a long time as a plan B and, and he's got a plan B. I, I, I know I raised my eyebrows when he took off Antonis Sabayana. 
uh, just after the hour. And then when um, I think when Toivonen went off for Broxham with mm. 20 minutes left, what was he, what did you say, Chris? Was I, the I Matthew Guy substitution? I, I didn't say it was it was, I, said, I said this will pay off within five to seven minutes with, <laughs> an, with, with an outside of the right foot <laughs> dink for an assist. And I believe that's what I said at the time. No, no, you said it was the Matthew Guy substitutions and early concession. Exact uh, words. Uh, Exact words. I, I meant concession in terms of uh, he because he brought him in a prior to that, and he, so he's shoring up the midfield, taking off some guys who are a bit more uh, forward thinking, and, and look like Jason said, looked like a freaking genius uh, after after that. Look, you, you both of you probably uh, watch more A League uh, as a whole as a whole than we do. Now, let me tell you this: they all perform tonight, but how do you stop when they're all performing and clicking together? which they did tonight, Antonis, Honda, Troisi, Barbarusis, Toivonen. You saw that in the first goal that Toivonen took. Beautiful finish, but the lead-up the lead up was superb. James, James Troisi is like, and I think you guys said it tonight, a new signing. Yeah. A new signing. Costa hasn't, Costa hasn't hit the net as much as we would have liked to, but he's still performing, putting in the runs, putting in the passes. Antonis's gut running is ridiculous, and tonight Honda's... He's getting better every game. Well, Jason, uh, Jason said uh, top two minimum this side on paper, mm-hmm. the quality. Uh, and I said in, in our first preview part of the season, Victory have made these uh, signings, namely Toyman and, and uh, Keskai Honda, who are both lovely, lovely to watch, uh, lovely contributions tonight. They're gonna be going for the league, and anything less than a championship this year again will be a, a very big disappointment. We've gone up to Sydney. We've scored two goals on them, which before the semi-final last year, I don't think we'd been able to do for two seasons. Haven't been able to put two on. We them. hadn't gotten near him. Yeah, haven't gotten near him. We've gone up there without a fucking attacking player on the bench, and gone up and done two one on them. This this is huge. This is a massive performance. No disrespect this, to Josh Hope. No disrespect to Josh Hope. He's he's <laughs> a young kid and he's he's not an attacking threat yet. Like mm. we we've gone up there with a bench of Acton, Broxham, Ansel, Bayana Hope, to, and, and we've done two one. To go to Rudy's point, respect to those substitutions, Bayana and and Broxham having the signings you in the, the team, the front four you just referred to. There's that flexibility there. You can move a Keskai Honda um, forward in the last twenty minutes, and he'll get you the goal. He was in, in a in a more withdrawn midfield position in that throughout that first hour. So just that flexibility that they've got. Uh, it's yeah, it's it's not a coincidence that every time Honda moves forward, every time Kev makes the switches, Honda moves into the front half. Victory look a lot better. So, no yeah, that should probably be mm. a, plan a really, and it? that's what you should be getting for three million a season. But and not even being smart about it, that's what you get. Yeah, genuinely, that's, <laughs> that's what, what you should get. be getting. Um, He's just a, a joy to watch, Kess guy. I think we should uh, take a little bit of time to appreciate Ola Toivonen and his finish there. Beautiful. His, his, his finish was sensational. He's played what? Has uh, he played eighty minutes of football for the club in two over two games, perhaps? And yep. he's uh, not going to work himself into a lather for the team. But everything he does is going to be considered and uh, and probing and questioning the opposition. He's um, super player at this level. Just the, his runs, um, just how he pulls back at times yeah. and, and creates space for others. He's he's got it all uh, for this level. He's a he's an absolute privilege to have in the side. Yeah, absolutely. He's a luxury player. He 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 looks slow. But if you feed him right and put it in the right position, he draws two attack. He draws two defenders straight away, and his his nous and his ability to move the ball. And you saw some of the dinky passes and that the other week. And when he set up Josh Hope for the goal, yeah, he's going to cause an pandemonium for defenses. Costa will do his running as well. Is that's yeah. the that's the beauty of that the that front two is it didn't look any good at all with Kenny no. playing off Costa, but with Ola up there, he doesn't need to do anything, and Costa can just buzz around him. And we've not seen yet that. 
and it's only been 80 minutes and two fixtures, but there's a, a significant aerial threat, which uh, Toivonen also mm. brings, which hasn't mm. even had to be tapped into yet. So there's, it's very exciting times ahead for, for this victory side. Yeah, and took his chance. You know, he gets one chance and, and you know, makes no mistake from it. So it's uh, something that you, know, you need your strikers to be doing. And uh, he, he did it uh, certainly this afternoon. The goal that Sydney scored, uh, the contentious penalty decision. Uh, the Palo Retro dive. Palaretro dive. <laughs> mm. That's what we're officially calling it. Mm. It's, a, it's a referee error. I wouldn't say it's a VAR error, not to overturn it, because I just don't. I, there was a very marginal amount of contact, and you know we have been harping on throughout the opening rounds of the season about how VAR shouldn't intervene too much, and they didn't. So probably, really, <laughs> they're a, a referee blunder, but VAR probably stayed out of it, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy VAR stayed out of it. Like it's just shit refereeing. Yeah. Mark Bosnish didn't like it. I got caught up in Bozza and in, mm-hmm. in Bozza's passion, if you will, and I'm now fervently furious that they didn't overturn that decision. If you, I mean, if, I've watched it a few times since, and it is, it's you can make, it's a pretty clear and obvious error. There's no way that was ever a foul. It's just the Pandora's box that but we've opened now with the bar. It's, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, and, it's and a now, turn now. It's forever. Every decision is dissected. I agree with Jason. There was enough there. Uh, to, I, know, I, don't think, I don't think it was a penalty, no. but I get why, and that's what the VAR should look at. You mm. get why he did it. Not that he's totally stuffed it. I get why, mm. uh, but it was ridiculously soft. We knew, we knew that we were never overturning a penalty decision for Sydney, though, didn't we? Not in front of 20,000 screaming fans. At Andy Harper loved the, uh, <laughs> the decision. Andy Harper was right into yeah. the mm-hmm. decision on the telecast, which is in stark contrast to Mark Boston, who so you said he had yet another hissy fit. It's making it he, was yelling over, yeah. he was yelling over Archie Mate, Thompson. The, the Macca's the money has run out. The Kool-Aid has stopped. Bozzer is just his own man now. You, you mentioned 20,000 screaming fans. It looked good. That that, that stadium looked good. I, 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 I would have enjoyed a Sunday afternoon Jay, there. Jason wiped, out a nostal- wiped away a nostalgic tear. We're talking about old Olympic Park. Yeah, it just had that it had that, that close in. Even though it was an oval, it looked, uh, from Elise viewing on telly, looked quite intimate. And, mm. and the fans, they were jammed in. 20,000, gorgeous uh, pitch, gorgeous mm-hmm. day, which is something we're longing for here in Melbourne. Yes. Um, superb day for the code um, for the league today. Hey, it was it was just nice to see a Sydney FC game that looked half full. <laughs> um, it's, it's just that's why it's been so it poignant. And, and with the the, the, the condition mm. of the deck, the, the fans packed in, the day, the, the quality on the pitch, that was the best day of football this is this season seen um, by any team. That was that was the highlight of the league for me. Brilliant day. And uh, yeah, which we get back. To uh, to one up with the penalty by uh, who was it the, uh, who the oh, oh Jop Van der Froden Van der Froden who <laughs> who's um, assist on both goals I think he's yeah. he's still trying to clear that pass through his legs for the first <laughs> he's still he's still flapping around <laughs> how smart was Keske to not to not to, to shape that he was going to do something but then not yeah, yeah that is just nouse. So clever. That's just nasty. He's just got love. And I, I'm pretty sure I saw a smile on his face, like a knowing smile, <laughs> yeah. as he dropped to the deck. Goes, "Yep, thank you very much." And then, the, the, for every victory fan, the tiniest of little little fingers shushing to the mouth, just the tiniest. <laughs> He's respectful, of course, but it was a that when he just tapped the ball into the left corner and Red, oh. Red Main dived the other way. That was fantastic. Areas. It was just such a bad. It was such a bad foul. It was it's so just, bad. It's just it? a poor, poor man's David Carney. That va- it looks Linden like David Vindor Carney. Fin- the first time I watched him play this season. Vander Frauden. And did you see? I've talked. I've talked a couple, a couple of times about this. I love Keske's thighs. His legs. He has the best set of legs <laughs> in the A League. They are defined. Well, he's not wasting them on the walk from oh. the clubhouse to the training pitch. Don't you say no, he, he he gets a golf cart? Gets a golf cart from the clubhouse 
to the pitch. Yeah. Every what, they train four days a week, five yeah. days a week. Got to look after the assets, mate. When you got when you got thighs that beautiful, if you just saw, can't be wasting my. You saw the way Van der Foyden just wrapped around them, and he his body hit, and there was a bit of skin on skin contact, and those just superior Japanese thighs just made him rebound. <laughs> All of their engineering so oh, good, just so gorgeous. Doesn't matter, hey, it doesn't matter about your rap career ending a decade ago. You may be able to sign some thighs. Oh, <laughs> so I, thought, I don't care. I'm I'm almost. I've been anti buying a Vuck kit. For 14 years, I've never spent the money on a kit, and I can't get. We're, we're still not. We're still not there as a league yet to be uh, getting knockoffs from China. Oh what? Just, my eyes lit up. No, nah, I can't. I can't <laughs> do it. I've I've talked. I've asked the question, and there's just there's just no commercial appeal for them. Yeah, over I think there. you're talking about running a sophisticated sting or operation. Um, oh well, thanks for telling everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> these, these fake hits. No, I've asked the question. I'll, I'll talk. I just I'll, want immunity. Okay. Like. Yeah, I've asked the question, and there's no. There is no. Um, there's no appeal. There's no appeal from anywhere else. But maybe I'm, Japan now. I may spend the money to get a oh. Honda kit. Would you get it with for the, Christmas? Would you get it with his name in Katakana on the back, or yes. would you go actual? I'll do whatever I can to get a four Honda kit. He's, I love he, him. He's a glorious human, oh, and he's gorgeous. Just even I know we're perhaps backtracking tiny a bit, but during the week we coaches. Obviously, he's a coach of Cambodia, as you do <laughs> when you play your professional football in Australia. He was wearing the gorgeous slacks and braces combination, oh, very nice. and impassioned mm-hmm. speech prior to the game about telling his team how to chest the ball down. It Have you seen his thing? He's getting them to do with the blindfold and the bottle of water. It's fucking unbelievable. That. What's that? All right, so he he puts a blindfold on, and he gets the guys to um, someone to line up like let's say ten yard ten meters in front of them, a bottle of water, mm-hmm. and they walk back from the bottle of water. 10 metres, they put a blindfold on, they've got to turn around, they've got to, while blindfolded, walk back to the bottle of water, find where it is, reach down and pick it up. And if they don't do it first go, they lose. So that check seems out, ridiculously easy, doesn't it? Check out his Instagram. Yeah. I'll have to give that a go after. Well, they yeah. won their first game in many, many years on yeah. The, yeah. during the week, so there's a method to his he's madness. Doing, he's doing some wonderful things. He's, a, he's the thinking man's football he's manager. a gorgeous human. I oh, love him. And the impact he had with uh, seemingly neutral fans in the crowd as well today was uh, was very profound. Yeah, I he's going to get the, the Japanese um, community are going to follow him wherever yeah. he goes. So that's good to see. I mean, that's what marquee money is supposed to pay for. So good to see that. Uh, so three in the the, uh, the trot for, for Melbourne Victory now. It seems like all cylinders are, cylinders are firing at the yeah, moment. Up to second. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, there hasn't... Yeah, it looks ominous. There, there's not, It's only starting to gel and there's, uh, there's going to be uh, an evolution on the current style, like it's going to keep getting better. Yeah, I've been, I've been sus on the current style, but all the toy really ties the room together. A, a lot of fans have been sus on the different formation, but I don't think there's ever been a lack of chance creation or interplay and rotation. It's been real. I've been quite impressed with how they've gone about it in the final third. Um, the games that they haven't won, um, the couple early in the season, they still create a lot of chances. Have, have they? Have we kept a clean, one clean sheet this season? I reckon Newcastle away. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. Today yeah. was probably still the best defensive performance of the season. Yeah, that's I do answer. agree with that. But it's only I, early, but yeah. I think that the highlight of the game for me overall was uh, Georg Niedermeyer staring down uh, Milos Ninkovic as he walked away from him. After he, gave, the, he wasn't happy. Apparently, he gave him a little elbow, and Ninko didn't rate that. That was the and he stared him down. Well, but, I mean, what does Ninko want? <laughs> <laughs> Niedermeyer is featuring in the votes, which are filtering through. We won't have a final. Um, count in the votes no. tonight because we are recording straight after the match but it looks like uh, Honda and Niedermeyer are probably the, the three and two um, from amongst the fan votes uh, 
the play right now in the formation, I guess, and the way we are playing raises some questions. Uh, namely, Lee Broxham. He's he's doing well in this in this new little role he's carved out for himself over the Number last 10. few weeks. Is there yeah, this <laughs> this kind of uh, winger playmaker type thing? I, I don't know. Like it, it seems like he's he's reborn once again, and it's it's thrilling to see. There's just nothing he can't do. Yeah, he can play any position on the park. Probably couldn't. Keep goals too short for that, but everything else. Yeah, fine. he's freaking amazing. He's he's that guy at your workplace that's but been there for fifteen years. Never takes holidays or sick days. Never takes yeah. holidays or sick days. That yeah doesn't just... excel anywhere, and has never taken the top job anywhere, and has never moved into management. But he's just he's not allowed to leave. Yeah, yeah. He's just, <laughs> like, the reality you, is, you know, he knows everything. Yeah. You can ask him where yeah. or where anything is, what it does. There, he knows. There's there's just not many players in the competition. You could say very truthfully about that can play every position by number nine and number one because he can he yeah. actually can fill in ably at any role uh, apart from he's those a two. Remar- he he's a remarkable he footballer and, he, and on, you're still probably paying 65,000 a year he's got triplets <laughs> like, <laughs> he's remarkable you feel, you feel like he's out there like mowing the like going to training yeah, he's like stuff, pushing, like painting the lines Kev Kev can I in the overtime, Kev. This was a, a, the, he was, everyone knows this, but it's worth remembering. He was the kit man in season one. Yeah. Yes. Um, and now he's yeah, he, he's made it it's a like fantastic Kev. career for himself. Kev, we're down to one salary, Kev. I need I need, <laughs> I need Kev, you can wash my car on Kev, Tuesdays. You Kev, <laughs> Kev, I need I need ninety plus super, please. <laughs> the Kev guy's getting a fucking golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Lee. Come on, Lee, we're a family club. <laughs> At least checking the Aldi specials. Going, <laughs> how much is formula? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another question that's raised as well, because uh, I think Carl Blair has been pretty good in his last two weeks. Does he keep his spot moving forward? Or? Hey, I told you uh, when we had um, when we were asked the question, who's the most important people on the team mm-hmm. the other week with Cade Lambeski, and I put Carl in there. Yeah. He's, he's keeping on, keeping on. Yep, he kind of kind of has to keep his spot as the club captain. Mm. It's hard to, I mean, it's hard to well, dislodge. No hesitation in benching him though for no, hes- first, yeah, no hesitation in not yeah. starting him I the first couple of games. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised should that that if that doesn't occur again when Bayern comes back to full fitness, he's been out for two or three weeks. But yeah, Carl was very very good today. Led led the side well. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think I have anything else. We uh, discussed pretty much everyone. Anyone else want to add anything else? Tommy Deng was good again. Tommy Deng was good. Tommy yeah. Deng's going to play Asia Cup, I reckon. In the squad, yeah. In the squad, yeah. Mm. Are we so. breaking for that? We're not, are we? No, no. We, we're actually going harder. Yeah. Like, I think there's like six rounds in 30 days or something. Who we who will we lose from that just possibly doing? Well, you, yeah, you think... Tracy, Tracy's in form. Yeah, Tracy's in form. But it hasn't featured but, at all in yeah, the Yeah, you'd say recently. Tommy Deng is the only... And, and Deng's borderline for the 23, I'd say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So he may lose no one. And we've yeah, got the best player be... in Asia still playing for us, so... Right, <laughs> that's exactly right. So there's no problems. You'd think that um, if he plays more than 60 minutes a game, you'd be thinking that Terry Antonis should be in the squad. But just, I'd be pretty happy for him not to be. Just so much wealth in that role. Yeah, yeah true. He's, he's fallen off the radar as well. Uh, so three in the, the trot for victory. Things are looking good. I think I've lost my wonder enough. I'm pondering lots rock, whatever the cost. Getting me up, still burning them trees. Don't slow for no car, best numbers. I breathe, I'll be wrong. 
been living with thieves and seen dudes I come up with pack up and leave them long gone. Seen now back in that space. I recall city streets be dripping in sleeves. Paying my dues but ain't paying no fees. Broke by the toke of that weed. Don't mob approaching that shit you all need. Don't give a fuck about trying to sound current, no greed. Love up in this, others wanna play the critic sweet. Nothing you can say that's interrupting my sleep. I've been up on heat, roll fit with CC. But haven't eaten meat in three weeks. At the shops, cut the bottle for three. Throttle the red and pen for beats. Time, time again, I see bright lights hitting my peaks. But ain't none of them rapping to eat. There's no future for us, this is just living life chasing that rush. There's no future for us, this is just living life chasing that rush on the street. I rock the same spot, gridlock for 20 strong, hot shot four to six foot and pushing on. Jaw breaks, no case for fat boys, the law shakes weights like a rake, Kuwait boys. Phil Taylor, 180 shit, dead I dick when I'm burning a Kaiser stick. It's all the rarity, I'm all career now. I sharpen steel and bust the chicken in a guinea fowl. Don't try to fuck with it. Another sponsor for Vuxake is the Temple Brewhouse. Temple Brewhouse in Brunswick East, home of the award-winning bicycle beer. Temple's amazing beer is all brewed on site at the Amazing Brewhouse in Brunswick East. Their team of experienced and skilled brewers work hard to ensure that you enjoy every mouthful of tasty, delicious craft beer. Doesn't really get any fresher than this. Your beer's brewed footsteps away from when you're enjoying it. The bar, restaurant, and function space is big enough for 100 people and ensures you can enjoy a warm, comfy experience for any occasion. Visit the team at 122 Western Street, Brunswick East, or give them a follow on Insta at Temple Brewing. And the Temple beers are flowing tonight. Uh, mm. This is... This is Goat Mob, is Goat this? Mob. Goat Mob. Mm. Who are Goat Mob? Is that the song? Goat Mob is a guy named Gecko who started Crate Cartel Records, oh. which is home to Mourns and Fluent Form and Raven. I know Wick. Raven. Um, they're quite a powerhouse now in the Australian scene. And Discourse, my boy Henry. Mm-hmm. He's uh, done some amazing things worldwide now. So, Gex and an old mate of mine, 8'6". Came uh, came together and did this thing called Goat Mob and How from the Triple J uh, Hip Hop Show called this the uh, local release of 2011. Oh. Uh, they're both real social recluses and this was this was an album that really needed an album launch and a tour and a live gig and it was just never ever ever going to happen. Ah, uh, because they didn't want to go out. Didn't want to do it. Yeah, and then they ended up uh, splitting. And uh, Gex then started doing... Uh, he doesn't really do hip-hop anymore. He left Crate Cartel. It's still his, but it's not. He started doing a lot of jungle mm-hmm. no, and no. drum and bass and then started doing pirate radio. He's probably one of the only people that ever did pirate radio in Melbourne. He mm-hmm. used to do pirate, pirate radio. Ra- yeah, he used to do pirate radio out of a um, one of my mate's houses out in Briar Hill. For real? That's awesome. Yeah, now he's uh, now he's just flown the coop, and I think he lives in Byron Bay now. Yeah, um, I haven't spoken to him for a while. I know, a Briar Hill noted um, hub of the underground. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I just love the thought of an Aussie uh, rapper named Gecko. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, he's really good. That was that was sick. That was a lot of fun. That's a really, really good album. That was a cool beat. I it like was, that. I really like that. Yeah, uh, a lot, of, lot cool. of people said it was like, a lot of people were telling me it was on a Danny Glover uh, lethal weapon yeah, kind yeah. of tip. I was thinking uh, Vice City you know GTA yeah, Vice yeah, City yeah yeah very good synthesizers very good. Yeah, yeah, cool. so that was a lot of fun so that was 2011 
It's a lot more fun. fun if Bud's was shit, wouldn't it? It's, just, it's, actually, it's actually quite good. Yeah. Hey, it's boring. He's, uh, he's very well known around the traps and recognised. I think I've been out with him a few times and people have known who he is. And he played in a played in a charity football game with all the rappers at Vic Park a few years ago. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn Hunter Cup, was it? Robert Hunter, Robert Hunter Cup. Yeah, yeah that's uh, the Bias B set that up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good mates. I played for the Eastside Kings in the uh, second edition of that. Kings of the Z, I hope. Kings of the Z, yeah. Your goal yeah. kicking wasn't that great that day, there wasn't. Uh, no, yeah, I was uh, three behinds that day. <laughs> it wasn't that great. Were you uh, playing out the square? Was you real uh, full forward? Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> I was. You've got the body shape for it. it yeah, sense. there was. Uh, I honestly destroyed it in training, and then uh, once it was game time and there was more cardio involved, I kind of sucked. But um, <laughs> I thought you'd just be you'd just be wrestling blokes off, just. There was some shit umpiring. I should have got a few more free <laughs> kicks in the square, but anyway. Let's move on. Let's move on to the uh, the Vuck ladies. And during the international break, in which we had a week off last week on FES, the Melbourne Derby took place. I think it was at Lakeside Stadium, was it? Pretty sure it was at Lakeside. The Vuck girls had a two one, uh, sorry two nil win against Melbourne City, and the uh, looks like the pendulum swift is shifting a little bit with the uh, the power shift in. in women's football in Melbourne the uh, the, the girls have been uh, playing second field to Melbourne City since they came into the into the league but it seems like they are finally uh, turning things around again after a successful stint probably before Melbourne City came in this week they played a, uh, a curtain raiser against Sydney and they won 3-2 English import Natasha Dowie scoring a hat-trick uh, Angie Beard was sent off after copying two yellow cards we are top of the league and playing some absolute quality football that's the report from uh, a very good friend of the show, Nadia. So thanks to Nadia for giving us that report. Right, game good, clear. Good, good to see the Vuck girls. Yeah, game didn't... clear. I think it's probably the first time I've ever noticed that we've been top of the league. We're generally generally it's uh, we've done all right in the men's and we've been pretty ordinary in the youth leagues. And yeah, we, we were okay. We won a championship. Yeah, prior they, to City yeah. coming in and, and approaching and, everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could say that, or you could say that they've upped the professionalism of the competition. Well, yeah, I think yeah, the, the, in better shape now. Whoever's running the, the it's. It's changed the way the, the Vuck women's team is being run now. I think it was previously run by the FFE, and I don't know. It's, I think it might be in-house now. So yeah, I, I think, think they're, they're all in-house now, yeah. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, so a, I'm not a women's football expert. Not Good to see. Women, women's sport in this city and in this country is in a very, very good yeah. way, and uh, long may it continue. Aussie women just won the Cricket World Cup today. Mm. Yeah, if that World Cup gets awarded to Australia as well, I think the decision's coming shortly for the 2023 Women's World Cup. That'll be huge for us as well. Mm. For, That'd uh, be a massive boost for football. Not just yeah. women's football, but football in this yeah. country. Uh, the ACL, ACL draw took place on, I think it was Wednesday night, Wednesday yeah. or Thursday. Uh, we were drawn in Group F with Guangzhou Evergrande, who we have played before, and Guangzhou, Guangzhou, and TBD and TBD. <laughs> so it looks like we're going to get the second place of the career, the K League. Uh, the no, the second place of the J League um, played oh. play a um, playoff against. Uh, they play against uh, a Thai- Thailand team, a Thai team, yeah. a Filipino yeah. team, or a, a team from Myanmar. And people will recognise Myanmar that, as that a could be that could hackers be. who hacked our forum a few years ago. <laughs> that could be Barisha's team. That could be Bess's team. Could be Bess's team. Don't we also have K- Korea we have, second so place? We, no, we played the uh, winner of the FA Cup of Malaysia between Ulsan and Daegu. So it could be Ulsan Hyundai again. Ooh. From, so that's my understanding of it. So the winner of the FA Cup... And uh, the yeah the second place plays in a playoff against a few different teams, so it could be you could name six teams there. It could all be possibly one of those. Uh, I think they they moved this draw up a few weeks because of the Asian Cup. 
So they moved it traditionally. It is around about the the 6th of December. They moved it a couple of weeks forward. Um, they sent Paul Trimboli to, um, to draw one team on what I can only assume is the definition of a work junket. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. He could have rocked up to that draw. Where did they send him? Where was the draw? Malaysia. Malaysia. Oh. He could have rocked up to that draw, drunk out of his head, just... um, with probably an escort, either arm, paid from the club credit card, and no one would have batted an eyelid. Just could... file under recruiting activities. <laughs> look, I think... Scouting. <laughs> I think we've done all right in this one. If you have a look at what Sydney cops, Sydney got absolutely fucking reamed again. They did, did. They've copped uh, Kawasaki Frontale and Shanghai SIPG and Playoff 1. Oh, Guangzhou Everground. No, not, well, not a small club by any stretch. And, and uh, it's so often the case with a victory fan, a very a pessimistic once the ACL draw comes out, given how strong and expensive um, those squads are. I've, I've seen victory with youth, youthful sides play Guangzhou off the park. No, yes. we'll do that. Um, we'll so, do that here. And that because we obviously get the advantage of getting us, we're right in the middle of our season and they're going to be in pre-season. So with the squad that Kevin's assembled this t- uh, term, um, you've got to be bullish about progressing, Look, irrespective I, of the TBDs. Last time we played Guangzhou... Um it was that season that Troisi it was Troisi's first season when he was this year on loan yeah and, and Costa as well we were playing quite well it was it was amazing we played them at Etihad and it was amazing to see all the Guangzhou fans on that um on that wing and when they'd left they'd picked up all their rubbish and taken everything with them and it, the, the stadium right, yeah. was cleaner yeah. after they left bef- than <laughs> when they arrived that's that's amazing yeah <laughs> Great fan. No, we, we always knock off the the big Asian yeah. club here that's got the big big worldwide manager. Yeah, yeah. Like the Marcello. They've got, they've Marcello got Cannavaro Lidio. this time. Yeah. Oh, no, we'll yeah, smash him. Back. We'll smash him here. And I don't know. I, I, they don't seem, looking through their squad, they've got some decent players, of course. They are one of the biggest teams in China, but they don't we'll seem as, as strong as what they have been in previous years yeah. with some of the the big players. But perhaps, you know. we got the biggest know. player in Asia now. We're, we're yeah. a force, mate. Yeah. We're going to win the comp. The, it would be great if we could get that Japanese club. As the other yes. one, that'd be massive. So fresh, eh? Well, yeah, better. Yeah, whoever, whoever I imagine if, yeah. if it is best, that would be, be. Yeah. No, my my um my wife Maria over there's already given me the okay to go on the uh, Japanese away trip <laughs> uh, when we play with Honda away in Japan. It's all sorted, so it's really good. Yeah, I've been to Japan when when I was eighteen years old to see Gambra. It was the making of you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that was yeah. That changed that was my, the making. That changed my life. That mm. trip um, there, that was that was huge. So if you are um, thinking about you know traveling away to uh, Asia, definitely recommend Japan. We'll do another ACL expo, expose for yeah. All we can get some. We'll, we'll get an Asian board. expert on, and we'll we'll let you know where you yeah, need to so go and how it, to get there. As it stands, uh, San Fresche is currently second on the table. They are clear by a point from Kashima Antlers, uh, and I think we've got maybe three games left in the season. I thought the I thought that season had ended. No, thirty-three, thirty-three games played. So I think they've okay. got seventeen teams. Oh, sorry, eighteen teams in the league. Oh, it could be one more, te- one more game. Ooh, oh if I'm doing my, yeah. So it could be one more game. That'd be interesting. Bessart Brish, I'm not sure if he's getting any yeah. game time. It'd be nice now. if he perhaps did in the ACL. Uh, yeah. I'm sure a game against the victory with um, Best getting even you know some uh, some minutes at the end would be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be a full-on standing applause. Oh, it'd be, they, it'd yeah, be a good yeah. moment. Kawasaki have run away with that one though. Kashima Antlers, the current, uh, they just won the ACL, so... Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, that could be a tricky one. That would be a tricky one. Uh, the international break was last week, and Socceroos played a couple of games. Uh, they played against Lebanon, and who else did they play against? South Korea. South Korea. The, the first, the South Korean game was a, a draw, was it? Yeah, uh, it was 1-1. One, one. Nicked, nicked a point real late. Nicked a point late. in the 94th. And a win against Lebanon. This was pretty much known as the Tim Cahill farewell tour. 
your thoughts on that, boys. One more last parting shot. See if anyone wants to uh, deliver anything to Tim Cahill before he rides off into the sunset and is never heard of from again. All right. Dave, Dave sent us a video of uh, Timmy <laughs> hugging supporters at like quarter to 12. Every last... And I think... As After the, Lebanon the, game. Yeah. yeah it was he was like, there till 12.30, yeah. I heard. And it was like every last fan and he was running up into the stands and hugging fans and that. And I'm like, this shit's so contrived. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just see through it and I just... Dave was yeah. like, no, nah, in my eyes, he's great. And I'm like, that's fair enough. And, and, there wasn't, and, and, if there wasn't and, a camera in his face throughout the entire thing, you probably could believe it was maybe but, something... And ma- you know what? I'm, I'm probably the last person to judge because everything he does in my eyes, I'm cynical of. Mm. He, he's... Uh, He's undoubtedly the best-performed Socceroo in that jersey, and he was yes. a big reason for Australia's any success that they've had over the last decade. But And I'm eternally grateful for that, and I recognise yes, how good he me was. me too, but no doubt. No every doubt. move no he doubt. has made in the last half-dozen years has been absolutely geared around maximising brand Cahill, hashtag legacy. It left a bit of taste in a lot of knowledgeable football fans' mouths, and whilst we're all grateful... Um, the guy took a lap of honour at halftime in the Brisbane game. He wasn't even in the fucking squad. That's just the measure of the man. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you so much and fuck off. Yeah, it's like when he's sitting there and he's like, oh, you know, now I can just be a student of the game and, you know, it's meant everything for me and I can I can watch the boys now and I'll go home and I can watch the team and I can, you know, be be a mentor and I can watch the A-League. It's like, you're not watching the A-League, Tim. You're going back. You're going to live in New York. You've set you've set base up there. You're not going to even fucking set foot here until, like, it's a Tim Cahill, this is your life. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just... Willsey. Yeah, it's just bullshit. We are talking about this America before... America first, you reckon? Yeah, sorry. We are talking about this before, Chris. The, the Golden Generation Socceroos who did come home and play in the A-League have all had varying uh, amounts of polarising kind of... Uh, history in the A-League and Tim Cahill is one of those Harry Kuehl when he was here and then moving across to, to they're both assholes Lucas Neal so it's just he's an it, asshole it's such too. a it's such <laughs> not, a drawback all of them Brett Emerton was pretty he, I didn't he, mind he was always an absolute Coleman yeah Emerton was always an absolutely ridiculously good person and, yeah uh, he, not, both nice guys Duke's great guy just yeah. didn't chose didn't, not devi- to didn't deviate from what he was all the way. Never offered himself back to the no. public. Just took it, and he if, and that's fine. He said, "I'm that. getting on my fucking yacht, <laughs> and I've sunk all." He apparently he sunk all his money back in the day into corporate property mm. in Melbourne, oh, commercial really? property. He okay. was very Duke's not the smartest guy in the world, but had very very good advisors. Mm. And just sunk all his money into commercial property. And now in he Melbourne. gets a golf cart from the kitchen to the bathroom. <laughs> I don't think he's moved from the age. Of, I don't. I even, I even think Mark, Mark has it that good that even when it's winter, he still stays in the Adriatic Sea on his yacht. He's just set up in Dubrovnik um, Bay. Right. Yeah, I, I have also heard he did very well in property, and, and mm. hats off to him. Yeah, uh, to get back to your original point, Jason, yes, there's been a long and storied history of a, mm. a, a, a high-profile Australian players mm-hmm. um, coming back and having a, a difficult. Uh, time here, and, and apparently it's a reason why a lot chose not to. I remember Mark Schwartz famously yes, said, "Why would I ever come back?" How much do you complain when you come back from Europe on just a trip? I go, "Fuck this country!" Yeah, <laughs> imagine, imagine how, how much it would be if you had fucking millions of pounds in your pocket. I wouldn't come back. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I went now, I'd be like Schwartz. Schwartz is just set up doing the <laughs> Premier League stuff for Optus. He's fine. Yeah, he's completely fine. Yeah, and he's he, he but he's got a life and family in London. I understand. And that he straight fine. up said, "I'm not coming back to the A League." If you've got a shitload of coin, <laughs> he planted his flag years ago. You've got a shitload of coin. Of course, you live over there. Yeah. 
Uh, let's look ahead to the next match, which is against Western Sydney Wanderers on Saturday night at 7.50pm at Marvel Stadium, back at Marvel. And uh, Western Sydney aren't having a great shot of it, so I'd say they're right for the picking uh, against a Melbourne Victory side who are in red-hot form. And I can't expect many changes to come from that starting eleven that uh, featured earlier this afternoon. Yep, you'd think that um, Ola Toivonen is now the starting uh, starting striker. And uh, it depends on whether Baena comes back in for Valeri, but that's about the only changes you'd think they'd make, I yep. thought. Um, I'm with you. Western Sydney are in uh, they're nowhere at the moment. They just lost at home to to Newcastle. Um, so I think the victory should do them. Yeah, can't disagree. It, it should be fairly comfortable for um, for victory. I've um, seen quite a bit of Wanderers this season. They're a work in progress. I think they're well coached, and they've got some good um, players there, but... Uh, the way the victory handled matters today, to, to effectively, I know it was 2-1, but it really, 2-zip away in Sydney in yeah. front of 20,000, if you don't mind. The, I just think in uh, front of their home fans against the Wanderers, they're just going to be... The bloke worth watching up in uh, for Western Sydney is that Alex Birmingham, the number 10. Alex. He's, he's a player. Oh, yeah. he's. Um, think if you've not ever uh, accounted him or seen him, think Ninkovic. Yeah, he's, yeah. In, he's, the, he's in that class level, I think. Yeah, Brilliant he's, player. he's good, and he, he'll link up well with Riera. Former Borussia... Uh, a former Bayern Munich signee. Yeah, yeah. I think our, our midfield's got more than enough to turn over. Oh, dirty Bacchus Kamau. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really find any threat. I never really find Riera too much of a threat at the moment for uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. He is, he's good enough to score goals on us. But I, th- I think our back four is ticking away quite nice. Bamiyan definitely the one that's. That yeah, we need he's, to watch. He's, he Getting in between the lines, yeah, he's uh, he's class. Yeah, if if Riz, if Riz then gets a bit of a run on from the back there and slots some through to him, but uh, I I think we should be good enough for a two 0 at home. Mm. Uh, I'm never really too worried about Western Sydney at home yeah. when, when we have to play them at home they, ever. They haven't been. I don't think against victory in general they've been that competitive against. No, the only two person, three seasons. The only person that ever really gave us problems was Santalab, and he's no longer there. So That's right. now coming off the bench late for Perth. Mm. Uh, predictions, Chris and Rudy? Um, I'm going to say 3-1 to us. Yeah, I'll say 3-0 to victory. Just the, the central midfield uh, disparity is, is, is a golf. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm predicting I'll say a 2-0 win uh, for the Buck as well. Should be a big crowd at Marble Stadium on Saturday night. The, I think the hype with these three wins in a row is going to reach fever pitch, and I think that the fans are going to turn out to watch a team that is in fantastic form uh, at the moment. So we'll, uh, we'll come back next week and... Uh, do it all again. Yeah, It'd be nice to not be playing a big blue at five o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah. Uh, Rudy and Chris, thanks for coming in and filling in for Dave. I think he'll be back next week. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was it was really enjoyable. Thanks, thanks for coming over. And it was all worth it. Just all slam down a few forties and listen to some of your rap. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your ne- what's the next tune? What's, I'm interested. The, the next tune we're going to go out man, with man, Red Man Man. No, no, Red Nut House. The Red Nut Case. Red Nut Case. Yeah. So when red when case. did it change from totally Red Nut Case to Budzer? No, that that was the title of the song. Oh, it's the title of the song. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Okay. That was just an angry young man with yeah. like you know twenty year old. I didn't hear any. I didn't hear anything that would stop you from you know say a career. In politics with the Greens, so it wasn't that bad. No, yeah. no, no. There's, the, the worst thing is they'll just scrub it all, so they know you. you they find out you weren't. You were a juggalo back in the day. They <laughs> make sure that isn't. <laughs> that doesn't become yeah. known. <laughs> so thanks for hosting us, buds. We'll uh, we'll leave you this week with this is conveyor belt featuring Budza. Okay. Okay. Good. It's good. Good. You happy with that? Yeah, it's fine. All right, let's go.
Until next week. Wonder Wonder Wack. Man.